This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Making Moves with your girl. It's a solo episode. I was actually blown away by the amount of positive response I got from the last solo episode, which was the 25 things I learned at 25. I highly recommend listening to it. I'm actually pretty proud of it. And um, I don't know, it seemed to have resonated a lot with a lot of you. So I'm very grateful for all of you that listened and honestly sent me a positive message because seriously, that just makes my day. And um, when anything I do can help you in any way, shape or form, like it feels like I'm just like, I'm living the right life. I'm doing something right. So seriously, again, thank you so much. And I'm hoping that future solo episodes can resonate with you even more. So today I decided I wanted to talk a little bit about, I guess, kind of my midlife crisis that I'm having. I mean, now that I'm 25, um, it's only been literally a month. But um, I don't know. I just talked about this in a recent vlog and everyone and their mother was like, please, TK, talk about you know, being in your early 20s, how to navigate it, how to deal with post-graduation depression. We're going to hit all of these things in this episode. So stay with me. It might be a little all over the place. I'm still learning the solo pod episode format, but I was like, channel your Emma Chamberlain TK and just talk and be open. That's what I'm trying to do. It's like actually so hard for me to be open. I don't know what is wrong with me. But like I am very good at internalizing my feelings and not like I'm good at acting like I'm fine. I'm really good at acting like everything's a-okay. I'm good at shoving things under the rug, which in some cases is a blessing and it is good because I think there are some times in life where you need to shove things under the rug, get and like keep going and get your task done. However, I'm learning as I get older, it actually is better in most scenarios to address your feelings, whether it's like with whoever it is you're working with or, you know, communicating with or in a relationship with, or just addressing them on your own, like in your journal. I've just been really trying to feel more, allow myself to feel my feelings because I definitely suppress them and then one day everything is like a massive blow up because I've suppressed them for so long and you know all of my feelings are coming out from under the rug okay so the first thing is is that I am definitely feeling the year of 25 being extremely transformative like already I already feel it being a transition year in literally every aspect of my life like in my love life I'm like 
am I going to get a boyfriend this year? Like, I feel it. I don't know what it is. Something different is going to happen there. I've been really anxious lately and confused and wondering, like, am I in the right spot? Just like questioning everything, like questioning what's my next move. I feel like I've always had such a clear vision, like what I want. And the reason being is because I feel like what I wanted was what I wanted for so long. Like, for instance, being in the entertainment world, like loving my job, like things like that I have wanted for so long. And I feel like I finally hit a lot of those things, even like getting the car I want, simple things like that. I'm like, whoa, I hit a lot of things. So now what's my next move? Like, where do I want to go next? What's my next goal? What's my next long-term goal? Um, and I just feel a lot of transition going on, which actually scares the shit out of me. But it definitely excites me too because I know that transition and being scared and taking a risk is good because there will be there is a light at the end of the tunnel and everything always happens for a reason everything will work out um but it's weird like being like right now I feel like normally I would do this podcast or do a vlog and I'd be like oh I went through this transitional phase and I'd be talking about this moment right now in the past tense and I had already overcome it but what's weird is talking to you right now and I'm like in the midst of this transition which in my head is going to be like a year transition um, of just a lot of things. I feel like now that I'm 25, things are just clicking and hitting different. I don't know what it is, but um, across every category in my life, like even my style, I'm like, I'm wanting to transition it and level it up in a different way. Um, the way I'm living, the way that I go out and drink alcohol, like everything is changing. And I like that. I feel like you should always be changing. You should always be striving to get better or, you know, make a move. What's crazy about life is that you really do have to go through these scary times and moments to make legit moves in your life. Like the only way I can get from point A to point D or even to point B or C is like you have to take a risk and you have to be willing to fail or willing to learn from your failure. And right now I'm just like I feel like I'm on the brink of like making a lot of big scary decisions and part of me is really excited because I'm like I know something good will come out of it whether I learn something new or it is all I hope and prayed for it to be but um yeah, I, I just want to reiterate, guys, like if you are confused about life right now or if you're confused about anything, also remind yourself to get excited because that means something's moving and shifting and something is going to happen whether you like it or not. And that's exciting because you don't want to just stay like the last thing I want to do is stay constant or comfortable. I always want to be pushing myself to be better. And I feel like the last year or so I've been pretty comfortable and now I'm getting the itch that I feel too comfortable in like my friend group where I'm at in my career relationships with dating I'm like Taylor put yourself out there like be ballsy be risky um, because nothing right now the way I'm living right now is so comfortable like not much is going to change unless I like move and shake things so I guess this is your sign and this is me encouraging you if you've been comfortable the last year or last couple of months do something to spice up your life sometimes I'll even like <laughs> I'll even call my crush because I'm like oh, I'm kind of bored today like let me just like see what happens because 
nothing is going to happen unless you try. Like it's always, I live by this and you guys know like it's always a no unless you ask. Nothing's going to happen unless you move or shake something. So I've just been trying to like take little steps here and there. Like I'm booking a trip to Europe. I need time to think. I'm trying to go on more dates because I want to learn from that. And you know, maybe I do want a relationship in the near future. So the only way that'll happen is like if I work backwards, I'm gonna need to start going on dates. I'm gonna need to start narrowing down what I want. What are deal breakers for me? And not just like silly, like he's a 10, but he's under six feet, like silly stuff like that. Like what are actual legitimate deal breakers for me? I don't know, I just like lately, I've just been thinking like, wow, 25 to me feels old, which is crazy. And I still haven't done a fuck ton of the things that I want to do. And I'm like, in my head, I'm running out of time. Like life is only going to get more busy. Life is only going to get more hard. And I don't know. I'm just like, I want to have time when I'm older and like 30-ish to help others and like start a new family or pour into my significant other, like whatever the case is with that. And so I, I need to like devote these next few years to really figure out me and like make sure I'm the best version of myself before I let anyone else come into my life. I feel like I'm being vague, but part of me is being vague because I don't know what the fork is happening. Like I'm like, in the midst of starting my transition phase. So I will try and keep you updated as I go, but I'm just trying to like get you where my head is at. Um, I'm sure a lot of you can relate if you're graduating or you just graduated college or you just graduated high school and you're like, what the fork do I do now? I feel like it's way scarier when you graduate college because you're like entering the real world. Like there still is a schedule to follow when you graduate high school. You're like, okay, I go to these classes this is how I join Rush. Like this is the sport, sporting events I need to attend. There's still like a schedule there. When you're graduated college, you're like, whoa, the world is my oyster. And it's almost scarier when the world is your oyster versus someone telling you what to do. Like it is easy to have someone be your boss and tell you the plan. It is way harder and scarier to like be your own boss, figure out what you want to do, move across the country, like not take guidance or listen to your parents or whatever the case is. Like it's so much easier to be told what the fork to do or like to go to a job where you have tasks you have to accomplish and that's like your only thing. Like it's no offense, but it's way scarier when you're on your own making your own schedule, you're relying on yourself versus it's way easier for me to show up for someone else than it is to show up for myself. And I'm trying to like make that reversed. I want to be able to show up and trust that I can show up for myself more than anyone. The way that I'm starting to learn how to do that is with small things like Trusting myself if I don't have, like making boundaries for myself. So trusting that if I, you know, in my head, if there's a rule that I can't go out until my video or I have like two videos up a week, like I need to trust that I will stick to that rule. Like I am my own boss. Like if Alicia or my actual boss like actually said to me, you best believe I would not be going out, but I feel like I have been having trouble like trusting myself lately, which I'm getting way better at it. But I want to be very self-disciplined and very on my A game and like know exactly what is going to be worth my time and what's not worth my time and stick to my rules and fundamentals and like principles when it comes to like my work. Because lately I've been like doing this YouTube thing and making 
great money, which is crazy. And I'm like recently growing, which is crazy. But I don't know. I feel like I've been so comfortable this last year that I haven't been growing at the rate that I want to be. And if I want to be growing at the rate I want to be, I'm going to have to make sacrifices and move and change things because whatever the fork I've been doing hasn't been working. So um, if that means I need to upload like a whole extra video or like go the extra mile or wake up earlier, um, that means I need to like start moving and changing and shaking things. So I don't know. I'm in like a very experimental phase of my life I'm trying to clarify in my head what each hat is that I wear so there's like a hat that I wear when I'm being my own boss there's a hat that I wear when I'm trying to take care of like my mental health and my mental sanity there's a hat that I wear that I'm like okay you're young and you're in your 20s you need to be having fun and what are the rules and expectations for each hat that I want to accomplish or stick to I guess that's what I'm trying to do and a lot of this has been um, changing lately, and so I've been trying to, like, write down, I don't know, journaling is such a good thing for me. And like I said, like, I'm not a big, like, paragraph journaler, but, like, writing down lists of, like, where I want to be and working backwards from that has been really helpful. So I definitely recommend getting a journal. Like, go to Staples, have yourself a day, go to Target, get a cute-ass journal, and map out your life because if you don't have a clear vision for where you want to go and where you want to be and who you want to be with and who you want to be surrounded with that shit's not going to happen on its own it's crazy once you map out your own life for you like things fall into place like crazy so yeah I'm trying to like remap out mine because I've hit a bunch of the things that I've previously mapped out and now we're transitioning into a new phase of life also, it brings me peace knowing that like one day I'm going to look back at my stress and anxiety and like these moments and be like, oh my gosh, LOL at me being so stressed out about this transition when it obviously all worked out to be the right thing. And um, I don't know, I try and remind myself that, that like one day this won't be a big deal and to get out of my own head. Like this morning I was like really stressed out because tomorrow I'm leaving for my big trip. I'm flying there by myself. I have a bunch of shit I have to do today before then, like work-wise, errand-wise, packing-wise, prep-wise. And I was just like a ball of anxiety and I literally told myself, I was like, Taylor, get out of your own head. Like touch grass right now. Like what is in front of you? That's the only thing you need to focus on. The rest of the shit, it's literally going to make whatever the task you have to do in front of you way more hard if I focus on anything else other than the task in front of me, which this morning was putting on my makeup and getting ready. Like, freaking relax, get out of your own head, touch some grass. What I did is I called my brother and like, he didn't even know I was like stressed out, but it really helped me because I was just like talking to him and being present like that, like talking to someone off the cusp and getting out of my own own head and just like him asking me random ass questions that I had to like think about in the moment and answer in the moment really helped me. So if you're ever confused or spiraling, I definitely recommend calling a friend um, or a family member because there's nothing like like a phone call is so scary and good because it, you have to be on your feet. You have to be listening in order to respond. If you don't respond, that's awkward and weird. So you have to listen to what they're saying. So I really think 
calling someone is really important. That's why sometimes I like to call my crush because I like to see how they actually are versus like how we actually are talking in real life versus our premeditated thoughts, erasing it via text, rewriting it, erasing it, rewriting what I think will sound cooler, rewriting it because I thought of something funnier. Like being on the phone with someone is so candid and I like what's the point of dating someone if everything's like premeditated and I want people surrounded around me who love me for like the actual real raw version of me versus like how I present myself to the world because we can all present ourselves to the world really forking cool but um like do we vibe candidly as our normal real selves I think a phone call is so underrated. Like you, you guys know how important I think like FaceTiming a friend, FaceTiming, FaceTiming a family member, FaceTiming someone, someone you're thinking about. I literally dare you to call someone. I say this every podcast, but I truly dare you to call someone that you thought about this week and you haven't talked to them in years. They will be blown away. And I don't know. I think I like to believe that there's like a higher power or whether it's the universe or whatever you believe in, like a spirit, like if you're spiritual, if you're religious, I don't know, but I like to believe there's a higher power that like people pop into our brain for a reason. Like why do why can I still not th- stop thinking about my crush? Clearly because some for some reason I felt a connection with him that I didn't feel with that I haven't felt with anyone else. Or why why did I think of so and so in the middle of the day? Like maybe they really need me. So, I don't know. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. 
And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 Hard Challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. you guys, but I feel like I have been having trouble connecting with people on social media lately, actually connecting with people in general. But on social media, like I feel like I used to watch people and fall in love with them and be obsessed with them and like really feel a connection, like be like, this person's my friend. And if we don't know each other in real life, like if we met, we would be good friends. I don't know if it is just a me thing. It very much could be. This is just my opinion and what I've been observing. I think that the reason I've been like lacking connection with finding a creator I'm obsessed with or, you know, like a ride or die for, I feel like the only creator I've been like really obsessed with or just like keeping up with, not even to the obsession where I like used to be with like creators, but like the only person that really has like my eye on them right now is my fam and I keep talking about her but like really she's such a good vlogger and it's because she's vulnerable and I feel like she opens a piece of her life to me that like no one else does um and I I empathize with other creators because I think about how hard it is even for me to open up on the internet because all I'm thinking about is one is this good is this beneficial Will this mean something to anyone? Is this boring? Is this entertaining? Those are like the five things that like first come to mind. But then also I feel like uh, 
TikTok in particular has made it such a thing to like tear people apart for like having the smallest like feelings or you know making them not feel valid like just because someone has an on paper like good life like just because they live in a nice apartment or they um, have a good relationship with people in their life like doesn't mean that they can't be sad or going through something um, and that their feelings aren't valid and I feel like the internet like likes to decide what is valid being sad over or concerned with or mad over. I feel like people are like so quick to be like, well, at least you have this connection. Well, at least you have this bag. Well, at least you have A, B, and C. And I feel like that's just not a really fair thing to say sometimes. Like it is fair when you're comparing it to certain people. Like I get it. Everyone, see like this is even scary for me to talk about because people are gonna be like talking about how I'm so lucky and I'm so privileged and I and I am. I am, but um, I don't know. I, I think it like strains me from opening up and like being real with you guys sometimes. And like, it just makes me feel like my feelings or whatever I'm going through is not valid or like is not bi a big enough deal to like talk about or share with, even though I know my little things and my little nitpicky things are a lot of things that you guys could probably probably relate to. And sometimes it doesn't need to relate to a massive audience like if it just relates to one or two people and helps get them get through the day a little better or helps them reroute or rechange their mind and in a positive way I think that is what that makes worth sharing what you wanted to share about worth it but yeah I just I lately I've been like craving more community and connection with creators and on TikTok it's hard because like First of all, it's like seven to like 15 second videos if they're talking. But most people are just doing like a sound and they're just trying to go viral. Um, and lately I've been wanting to be more like real and open and candid and like just talk like I do to my friends. But I don't know. I feel like I gaslight myself into thinking it's not a big deal because or it's stupid or it's not valid because I'm like my there's bigger fish to fry there's bigger problems in the world which there are let me just get that clear there are bigger problems in the world but I don't know I just miss having someone that would be real about their day-to-day -day and like complain to me via the vlog camera about like little things that I could like personally relate to does this make any sense or am I going in circles? I don't know. I hope this relates to someone. But if you're a creator or a small creator out there, I just want to encourage you to like be really real on camera and try and open up. Um, I've been just trying to like pretend the camera is more so like my friend versus like thinking more analytically and producer like because I naturally do that. Like it's naturally hard for me to open up. Or I've been craving more realness um, on the internet and yeah I don't know I'm just like not to say that these are bad things I'm just kind of like sick and tired of watching like just hauls or product reviews which I'm like guilty of and I understand why people do them and sometimes I'm in the mood to watch that stuff but lately I've been really wanting to see like what are you actually upset about like are you in a fight with your mom like stuff like that I don't know 
that's just me. I feel like there's been so many times where I'm like going through so much. Like there was a long period of time when I was in, when my parents got divorced, I like did not talk to my mom forever. I was so mad at her because she was the one that wanted the divorce. Like I've never even talked about this stuff. And it like was the worst, one of the worst years like of my life. And it's crazy that like from my Instagram and from the internet, like you would never know that I was going through a tough time. Even I like feel stupid sometimes talking about divorce, which I know I always say, but I feel stupid talking about stuff like that because I'm like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's like parents are divorced now and it's not a big deal, but to me it was a big deal. And um, I just wish people would be more candid and I'm trying to be more candid and real and not care, not give a shit about what people comment. I wrote this down in my outline, like the things I actually want to complain about whether it's like work or relationships or just life seems stupid to admit because I know someone will comment or heaven forbid like duet or stitch my video. I always try and remind myself this like when people make a snarky remark in real life to me that like hurt people hurt people like normally it's never me. Um, oh my gosh this goes a lot of times for like I remember when I was trying to get a job like you guys know I, I help like a lot of people I try and help place a lot of people in jobs, um, whether it's my friends um, who are creators who want to hire someone or my friends, like my real life friends who are trying to find a creator or, or, you know, a business or whatever to work for. It's so weird, like trying to help place people like just today, my friend reached out to me and she was like, hey, because there's this big creator that reached out to me and wanted um, an editor. So I reached out to my friend and I was like, let's call her. Sally and let's call the creator Dan so Dan wanted an editor and I was like oh my gosh I know a great editor her name's Sally so Sally came to I asked her if she would want the work and she was like yeah so then I sent Dan all of her stuff um, like her resume her reel her portfolio which keep in mind if you want a job in this industry you need to have all those things you need to have it ready to go resume real portfolio like it no questions should be asked after those three things show up in an email as an employer, as an employer, like that should speak for itself. Like you should be able to know what type of person Sally is by just looking at her portfolio and knowing her work ethic. Anyway, that's another story for another pod. But Sally recently, so like Dan never reached out to her, even though I gave him all of her information. And he was very interested. Sally reached out to me and she's like, hey, have you heard from Dan? I haven't heard anything from him. I'm really worried. Um, like, was my portfolio not good? Yada, yada, yada. And then I just responded and I was like, Sally, it is not you. Like, your work is great. It's not you. It's them. Like, most likely Dan got busy. Maybe Dan got booked for a show and he, like, had to move. Maybe um, his significant other is going through a rough patch and he's focusing on that Maybe he's looking for a different type of, you know, editor, filmer that, like, has more experience with action stunts. I don't fucking know. But most of the time, I feel like we, like, uh, I used to blame everything on myself. Even if a guy didn't like me, I'd be like, oh, it's not beca it's because I'm not pretty enough or, or it's because I'm not fit enough or it's because I'm not, um, you know, blank enough whatever that is but most of the time it's not even you it's like the other guy it's the guy themselves or it's the employer or it's like they're busy they got caught up with something at work they're in trouble at work 
and they're dealing with their own shit. They're trying to pay for their new house, like stuff like that. Like they don't have time to think about you. So I always try and think, consider that when I am working with others, like they have their own lives and their own things to worry about. And their last concern is pleasing me and um, reaching out to me. So, so that's why it's like also a good reminder to like be persistent, but don't be overbearing and don't be annoying. Um, so like what I would tell Sally in this scenario is be like, hey, maybe reach out to him and be like, hey, Dan, are you still looking for someone to help you with, with editing? I've been looking for some extra cash, would be happy to do the first few videos or first video for free to see if you even like my style. Um, you just want to make it like people's lives are complicated no matter who they are. If you can help make their life easier in any way, shape or form, that is the absolute best thing you can do. Um, and that's what's going to like land you that job or get you that, I guess, relationship. How does Emma Chamberlain do this? Like. She just is like in her bed vibing, like talking about life. I'm like, what the heck? Speaking of, have you guys seen her or listened to her episode about like social media that was like going viral? She was saying social media is dead. I kind of disagree with her. Um, it kind of frustrated me, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I this is what it also, it's like, I'm afraid to talk about this because I forking love her and I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression. Like, put this. Like, this is what I'm putting, I'm laying this on the table. I die for Emma Chamberlain. I love her as a person. I love her content. I think she's an amazing creator. She is that bitch, right? But it doesn't mean I can't disagree with her. And I think this is where, like, cancel culture and, like, the internet is so fucked, like, royally fucked, is because... It's either like you are on board or you cancel them. Like there's no in-between gray area. And like with Emma, like prime example, I freaking die for this bitch. Like I love her, right? But I disagree with what she said in that podcast. And it's mostly probably because I'm at a completely different chapter in life than she is. Like she's probably burnt out because so many different things that I haven't even gotten to in my life, right? And so she's maybe dealing with them and is bitter about that and that's why she has a certain you know opinion on social media or whatever it is I feel like I'm just getting started I feel like I haven't made my splash yet I feel like I am an underdog in many ways which I like being an underdog don't get me wrong like I like being the one that's like coming up around the corner like about to make my splash like I'm literally inching up on the diving board ready to make my splash and she was basically if you haven't heard it she basically said like social media is over it's dead like no one cares about you know your little like Instagrams or whatever which Instagram don't even get me started on that that's Instagram's fault they're just showing me like why are literal people on my feed that I don't follow that's pisses me off but I don't know I think like I'm actually really I don't want you guys as I, I feel like a lot of like smaller creators like myself listen to this podcast and I don't want any of you to get discouraged from that podcast that she made because sometimes it made me sad or discouraged being like am I in the right field like is is social media over like is social media dead is being an influencer dead like is everyone an influencer now am I like so forking irrelevant because I don't have a million followers Genuinely, these are all thoughts I had and I was like talking to my friends in real life about. And I came to the conclusion that all of that is not true. 
And I don't know. I tried to consider too, like maybe Emma was having a bad day. And like then she recorded that podcast and maybe she was feeling really discouraged about her own socials. And she, um, that's why she made a podcast about it. Like maybe it was that. Maybe, uh, you know, you know, maybe it was that. Or maybe she actually does, has been feeling this way for a long time. But I think that if you are just now getting into this space, we are just getting started, baby. Like there is so much room to grow. Um, think about like the app Be Real. Like that didn't exist when Emma came out with her podcast. And now like I'm so inspired. Like just that app itself has inspired me to like be more in the moment, like catch up with my friends, comment on my friends shit. Like I feel like I was just like actively commenting on other influencers or whatever, which is fine. I love my influencer friends, but like, I was like, I want to see my actual friends. Like, what are my friends from my hometown, like, doing? Like, I wish they would post more so I could see. Now with Be Real, I can see all their shit. And it's, like, inspiring me. Like, it gets me excited. Like, I want to see what they bought from the grocery store. And it makes me excited. Like, damn, if I'm excited about seeing what they brought from the grocery store, I, that's probably also interesting, what I buy from the grocery store. I don't know. It's getting me excited in a different way. I feel like there's a whole other, like, gate to this world of, like, social media that we haven't even, like, opened or, like, truly gotten into and I think there is room for everyone at the table like to some degree she was saying in the podcast how everyone has a million followers and like being uh internet famous like isn't actually famous anymore yada yada which I understand to some degree I think like yes she was making good points but I don't think that undermines my dedicated small but mighty fan base or yours like you know what I mean if you're watching this and let's say you have 10,000 people watching you know what I would at the end of the day I would rather have 10,000 dedicated ass people watching versus 1 million people subscribed to me and 5,000 watching like that to me is embarrassing and means there's a lot there's a huge lack of community and connection from the creator to their audience with me, I feel like I could hang out with you guys. Um, and I'm not trying to say this to like toot my own horn or be like, praise me, do what I'm doing. I'm just saying like, even though I'm much, much, much smaller than most creators, like I'm confident in my audience. I'm confident in my relationship with you guys. I'm confident that I can sell shit when it comes to brands. I'm confident that I am a good creator and I'm a good influencer and I, um, I have things to learn. I have things to say. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like build this confidence because I'm like, I'm confident in telling my friends advice. I'm confident in giving, I'm confident in giving them recommendations. I'm confident in helping them get a job. I'm like, why can I be confident in that with my audience? And so I've been trying to like hone into that and lean into that. Going back to the beginning, like I'm trying to trust myself and trust my instincts. And like, we have a gut and an instinct for a reason. And so I've been trying to be really in tune with that, really trust that. Prime example, this morning I woke up at like seven and I literally woke up and I started like getting ready for the day and I could not function. I was like, I am so exhausted. I don't know what it is, but my body is physically telling me I need to go back to bed for like 30 minutes. And I did and I felt so much better and I, feel so much better like I think sometimes that goes for following your gut instincts too like if your gut is literally telling you more than once 
too, um, that someone has a bad energy around them when they're around you or you shouldn't be in this Uber or whatever the case is. Like, I'm trying to trust that the first time they tell me versus like the third or fourth. An example would be when my best friend, like my actual best friends, I have like probably five to 10 like ride or die people I would go to and I trust my life with, right? Actually, that's probably a lie. There's probably like five. Out of those five people, if they were to tell me, oh, so-and-so is a bitch, right? Like this person is not a good person to have around. I would trust them. I'd be like, okay, word. I believe you. That's it, right? But if someone who I'm tight with, but not they're not a ride or die, but someone I'm, I'm tight with said that, to me, I'd be like, ah, I don't really believe you. I don't really trust them. Like I want to trust my gut like I trust my best friends. When my gut immediately says, do this, go for this, or don't do this, don't go for this, I wanna trust that immediately and not wait till like the second or third chance where I've really learned my lesson. So I'm trying to like, I don't know, start small with little things. Like if my gut says, yes, I should go out, or if my gut says it's time to leave or whatever, like immediately trust that. And like, I feel like that's how you build a good relationship with your gut and your instincts and trusting them. It's like, I am so, ever since I had Angela Arntz, the former vice president of Burberry on the show, I am like psycho about my instincts and my gut. And anytime I, anyone comes around where I do not have a good gut feeling about them, I try and remember that and like speak up. I feel like in a work setting that's happened a couple of times where you know, Alicia and I have gone on set or been in rooms or whatever, and I just got icky feelings, icky vibes, icky energy from someone or something. And now we have, we talked about this and we're like, now we have like a code word like, hey, I just need to tell you this because my gut told me, like, don't be afraid to speak up and um, take charge because that is you trusting your gut, like taking action. I think the same goes for if you're like trying to make decisions like post-graduation, you're like, my gut is saying I should move, but everyone else in my life is saying I should stay. Like, trust your gut, please. Just try it because the worst that can happen is like you move back. You probably will move back. Like, let's be honest. You'll probably move back in like two to five to 10 years. But the best thing that can happen is it changes your life for the better. And um, you build a new network. You live your dream. You live. You find your dream career path. You're living your you're living your truth. Um, but seriously, I think that trusting your gut is like so important. I'm like psycho about trusting my gut. Even lately, I've been trying to trust it more with food. Like if I eat something and it makes me feel like shit, I'm trying to notice it. I used to not, I used to be so busy. I just wouldn't notice like small things like that. Now I'm trying to be really in tune with like what makes, what fuels me, whether it's what I'm eating or the type of person I'm around or um, my environment, like does walking to the coffee shop that's a mile away, that's a cute little quaint thing, does that fuel me or is that draining me? Because personally it fuels me. Hot girl walks, fuel me. I'm trying to think of other things that fuel me. Celsius, quite literally. Um, being around people I love. Being around people that are just excited. Being around people that are as excited for my wins genuinely, not because they have to be. I feel like, I don't know, in LA, like there's a lot of fakeness here where, and I like see through that shit. 
immediately. So then I that's what makes me not open up. Like my friends that I haven't really opened up to about like family shit, that means we are not close in my head. <laughs> like if I've talked to you about my family shit, that means we are tight. Um, but if I haven't, we are not. And um, I try and take into consideration like who asks about real shit in my life versus like them just wanting to know. So they're in the know. They feel like they're in on it. They feel like they're in on my next win. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people in LA I've noticed like just trying to hit me up to be a part of my journey or like to be in the know or I don't know. Just like it, all I know is that it's like not necessarily for the right reasons. And I'm really trying to take consideration when I realize those things like I don't know I just see through people and like most of us can't most of us do like your gut does you just need to like be in tune with when the red flags go off and lately I've just been noticing like who I'm actually close with versus who I just have around because it's like convenient or because they want to be in the know or they want to be I don't know. I feel like people are like sometimes they're like leeches. Like they just want to be on you and leech to you just in case something happens. Like, you know, not because they actually like want the best for me. It's like a really, really hard pill for me to swallow. But I think the earlier and quicker I realize that, the better. I've been trying to be my biggest cheerleader lately. Like even with going on dates, like I just went on a date and normally I would be texting like literally every one of my friends being like, should I wear this? Should I do this? Should I whatever? What should I say? What should I do? Where should we go? And as of lately, I'm like, Taylor, figure it out yourself. Like, what do you feel hot in? What do you know for a fact you look good in? What do you know for a fact you feel amazing in? What do you feel confident in? Figuring out things on your own is like so, it's the most rewarding thing because you're not reliant on anyone else and you know you can like accomplish it on your own. So that's one thing I've been like practicing with dating is like, just like, even though I'm physically going on the dates on my own, I feel like I had like so, like everyone is was in on it, like via like text, like how to go, what happened? Like you should wear this, like giving me suggestions. And it's like, why would I try and take someone's suggestion and act like them on a date when I'm the one that's going on a date? Like the person's not gonna like me for me if I'm doing what, my friend Sally's telling me what to do. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I think it's just important to like, I don't know. I'm really trying to be like my full true self when going on dates and and with meeting people like friends. Even I'm trying to be consistent across the board. Like how I treat and act to the random Starbucks barista is how I treat and act towards if I were to meet Kris Jenner. Like I am consistently kind. I'm consistently inspiring. I'm consistently the type of person that'll gas you up and get you out of your funk. I'm consistently a cheerleader. I'm consistently fun to be around. I'm consistently the life of the party. I'm consistently encouraging. Like how do I want to present myself to the world? How what fuels me? All of those things. So, I want to I want that to be relayed across every relationship and aspect in my life. Um, specifically with dating like I I don't know I feel like sometimes we like I try and put on a show um, and I'm like bitch just be yourself like 
it'll be way easier to weed out the bad ones if I'm simply myself. And lately, I feel like I used to, like, toy around with guys just to have them to talk to. And lately, I've been like, if I don't feel an actual connection, like, you're going to make my life better or I'm, like, attracted to you or I don't know. I just feel like things I need you in my life. Like, I'm not talking to you. And then vice versa, if I feel like you need to be in my life, like, call them. Reach out. Don't be afraid to, like, I feel like I'm so over the, like, trying to be cool phase of my life I definitely like got sucked into it for a hot second of like trying to be cool trying to impress um trying to present myself a certain way and now I'm like take it or leave it like if you don't like all this and I know I'm confident in the value I can bring to you in your life um whether that's a significant other or just a friend um yeah I've been trying to really like hone into that and another thing is like I feel like there was a hot second. I used to be such a fangirl in the sense where like, cause like, don't get me wrong guys. Like I know everyone on, on the internet. I watch their videos. I keep up. That's literally a part of my job is to know what the fork's going on. Who's trending, who's popping off, who's about to pop off. Who's like um, going through a rough moment. Like I, that is my job to know all of those things. So I know who people are, right? For a second there, I, I, I used to be so good at like going up to people and be like, oh my God, I loved your last video or I love your work or whatever. And being a fan and not being afraid to admit to it. For a second there, I've been having a tough time like doing that and like being so candid and going up to someone. I feel like a few people like made me a little, I guess, fucked up in the head. Like it wasn't a good experience talking to them. And so then it made me scared. But fuck that. I want to start being like, going up to people again and being like oh my gosh your last vlog like hilarious like and if they don't like that and if I'm being my full self and they're being and they're weird like that's on them they're weird um I don't know I'm just like literally so ready to like be true to myself find what I like find what I forking hate and um present myself to the world consistently like I do to myself when I'm at home um, like be, I don't know. I'm just like trying to find out my true self and also present myself in a way that's true to myself. Again, to piggyback off of impressing people. Another thing I'm realizing just turning 25 is like the little things and the mundane things in life are what truly matter and what we should be romanticizing. Like I know it's working cheesy, but romanticize the shit out of your Target trip. I just did an, a vlog episode where I went to Target. It was genuinely the most fun thing ever. And I was so excited to edit it and upload it because I had such a good time doing it. And if you're a creator and if you're interested in what you're talking about, on camera people can tell they feel that they feel that energy they get that energy from the camera and therefore you are interesting but same goes for when you're in real life if I'm interested about talking about Celsius in real life no free brand deals but Celsius slay please sponsor this podcast um if I'm interested in talking about this in real life it will come off as interesting to the person I'm talking to because I'm actually genuinely interested. Don't let anyone dumb down what you find interesting or what you find exciting, no matter how minuscule or small it is. If they don't vibe or fuck with what you're talking about, then that's on them. Like, that's weird. That's another thing I always love to tell people that they're weird because that is the last thing in the world that they like to be told. Like, everyone 
would rather be told they're the biggest douche or the biggest bitch than be called weird. Just be like, I don't know, I just thought it was weird when you were like dumbing down my excitement over this. <laughs> I feel like I used to be the type of girly that would like wait to earn romanticizing my life. Like I used to be like, let me wait till I make this amount of money and then I'll decorate my apartment how I want to. Like I feel like I would like con convince myself that I had to earn certain things and like I'm just telling you now like start small romanticizing your life and being the person you want to be if that means you want to be the girl that regularly shops at Whole Foods one day then start going there and buying one or two things you know what I mean like I it just goes back to like my whole big mantra which is like launch now adjust later there's never going to be a good time um, you're just going to get busier. So you have to launch now and do things now and romanticize and romanticize your life now. Like I literally, one thing that I've been overcoming is I used to be like, oh, I'll cook when I have time, when I have kids and I'm like a mom. What the fork? Like I need to start, I'm starting to become my hot epic milf housewife right now like i'm learning how to cook meals right now for myself and i used to be like oh i'll cook really good meals when it's for someone else like fuck that i'm cooking good ass meals for myself because i deserve it and i want to and it only is going to prep me for when i'm like fully at where i initially vision myself to be all of that to say is don't wait for the money to come don't wait for a certain thing to happen like launch now adjust later do the thing you want romanticize your life um even if it's small to someone and stupid to someone like it's not stupid to me and it's not stupid to you and um that's weird if they're dumbing down what you are excited about or interested about that's actually the weirdest thing anyone that like dumbs me down in the slightest for being excited about something is hurt and insecure about whatever they're issues are like I I have zero tolerance for people like that I don't know if this podcast helped anyone I sure hope it did um if you want me to do more rambly stuff like this I tried to hit like basically a lot of the topics you guys t um, commented on my last vlog so definitely subscribe to my OG YouTube channel it's just like Taylor King so I definitely hear you I see your comments I really appreciate the positivity and of course anytime you guys leave like an idea or a topic I'm absolutely taking it into consideration most of the time I use them or actually fulfill them so thank you so much for taking the time to like even think for me I really appreciate it and I'm really excited to like in a committed relationship with you guys like I feel like right now we are like damn near in a situationship like I hate to say it but I feel like I was like I felt so strong about like getting new people on board and I was like forgetting about like who's been here and been thriving and vibing this entire time and like I just want to reiterate my love and respect and appreciation for all of you that have stuck with me and I'm really excited for the content and um, videos and just like transition that we are going to go into together because I'm going to keep you guys updated and in touch and I want to I want to be as candid as I possibly can be with like how I'm feeling going through the transition versus like going through it and then talking about what I went through like as in the past tense because I feel like I don't know this is what's like relatable this is what's going through my life like I'm I'm anxious I'm scared I'm nervous I'm confused I'm I don't know I'm feeling all the things and I feel like old TK would be like let me get through this and then I'll like do a video on it and like now I'm like I'm just gonna bring you along for the journey we'll see what happens 
Be sure to make someone's day this week. Subscribe to this YouTube channel and subscribe to everything else. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at TK's Juicy Polls. I've been posting a shit ton on TikTok, so definitely follow me on TikTok. And DM me uh, if you listen to this podcast. I'd love to chat about it. Lately, I've been like responding via audio message. It's the best. Um, I love y'all and have the best week ever. Peace.